Tonight, Game 56, Celtics vs. Hornets. Big shot, big shot, big shot. Welcome to the podcast. The number one seeded Celtics are facing off at TD Garden against the number 14 Hornets, who just traded Mason Plumlee to the Clippers and Jalen McDaniels to the 76ers, and they received picks and the role player um, Biggs Svi Mikhaliuk, I think, and PG Reggie Jackson. I'll, who, I love making fun of your mispronouncing names. I cannot tell you what that you, is. You're not going to be able to match that. Uh, and point guard Reggie Jackson, who are not with the team yet. So tonight, the Celtics are sitting Smart, Gallo, Brown, and Al. Brown is looking to be out for a bit because he sustained the maxiofacial fracture. That's going to need surgery. Face. That's right. Tatum <laughs> broke his face, and so he'll be out for uh, a bit through the All-Star game, probably. We have Mass JB. I'm excited for that. That's going to be cool. And the Hornets are sitting Cody Martin and Kelly Oubre, and then of course the uh, the two players who are not uh, who are not with the team yet. Uh, they played three times this season. The Celtics won by 35, 16, and twelve. Last game, Mason Plumlee and Jalen McDaniels had big games, so it's looking pretty good for the Celtics since they've both been traded. I'm a so is Gordon Hayward playing? Hayward's going to play, yeah, for sure. Whoa. Yeah, so we got Hayward, Hayward and uh, and Scary Terry. This is like a. A homecoming. A celestial event. <laughs> yeah, no, to see him. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about the Hornets at all, considering their best player, Jay McDaniels, the only player who poses a threat to the Celtics is, uh, is, is gone. Now gone. Well, obviously, Lonzo Ball's playing. Lonzo? Which one is it? Lamella. Lamella. Yeah, I always get that wrong. Celtics are a 10.5-point favorite tonight, Owen. You think they're going to cover the spread? I do, actually. Yeah. I think they are, too. I think they're going to... Well, the other thing is, obviously, what we want to see is what? I'd like to see the role players continue their hot streak. Um, Derek White specifically, because his hot streak was not just a one-game hot streak. Um, but, uh, you know, Hauser, um, Blake, you name it. Um, I mean, uh-oh. this is a... This is like the first world problems of the NBA, of our franchise. I'm a little worried what's going to happen when Smart comes back. Because we've got White going off. Brockton's playing great. Brown will obviously be back. You so mean just because it's going to change? It's going to change the dynamic. A little we bit. have four guards who are like all, all would be the starting number one option guard on half the teams in the NBA. Yeah, that is some rich person problems. But I will say, I think I think what's great is that they're getting a ton of experience. Smart will lead the defense. He will come back and uh, and. Um, I mean, it will be interesting, yeah, is see if White if White's game shifts. I'm starting to think that uh, Derek White's injury to Marcus Smart was purposeful. Are you saying it's purposeful? I know we have to get some. <laughs> We're gonna have to get an investigation on that. <laughs> That's right. Check the tape. Check the tape. What do you think about Jalen and uh, Jason? Then I mean, you think Jason's also trying to get? I think little... Jason was a little pissed that Brown was getting some more points. <laughs> he didn't want him at that All Star game. Nah. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Uh, you want to watch the game? I do. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, game is over. It is um, Celtics win one twenty seven to one sixteen. Uh, it was a rout, except it ended up at only eleven point difference, and it was a ten and a half point spread. Owen called it. He was going to be. They were going to beat the spread. They barely beat the spread, even <laughs> though uh, they dominated this game. The real story in this game is what's the real story in this game, Owen? 
Look, our Derek beta- White. That's the only answer to that question. Derek White was on fire. <laughs> he was incredible. He is continuing his streak. He shot, uh, let's see, he shot eight for 14 from three, uh, 12 and 19 from the field. That's 63% from the field and 57% from three. He had 10 assists, 33 points. Sorry, I'm just a little distracted by whatever is going on on uh, the All right, Clippers. Hey, hey don't, don't watch the Clippers game. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he was incredible. Jason, of course, who had 51 points the last time they met the Hornets had 41 tonight, um, shooting 50% from three with five for 10 and 62% from the field. Uh, the, the Hornets were outmatched. Um, and, uh, the Celtics didn't look back. It was a, another great game, another well put together game. There's a few lowlights, which we'll talk about, but it was, Fundamentally, a uh, very exciting game to watch in one of these games that I'm sure none of you watched because it was the Hornets. Everyone played great. Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon didn't. Brogdon shot 17%, one for six from the field, one for four from three. But, like, that didn't. it just didn't matter. Everyone else was playing so great. Blake Griffin, I thought, even got some quality minutes, but really, Muscala, the new guy, he shot pretty well. I'm not sure why Muscala can play. And the 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 other two did not. I don't understand why that worked. Like Reggie Jackson doesn't play, and um, and that guy I can't pronounce his name. He didn't play. But either way, Muscala played. He played fifteen four fifteen thirty eight, and he went four for eight from three. He looked like such a great piece. What a great addition! I know. Like I don't know if it's just this is how he normally is, but because I haven't we saw him a couple nights ago against the Lakers when LeBron scored his uh, broke the record, and um, I couldn't tell if he was hot, if he's been hot, or if this is just like how he is. But I mean, I I love it, so we'll see. Um, Jason Tatum, I thought played Jason Tatum. Just his volume is so like his usage rate is so low, right? Which like Luka Doncic, LeBron James, they have the ball in their hand every single possession, and there are a few possessions just where you're just like, oh, Jason Tatum hasn't touched the ball in three possessions, but it's working great. And you forget about him, and then he gets a one-on-one with Gordon Hayward, and he just blows by him. Yeah. So, no, he he played well. You're right. He doesn't demand the ball. Um, sometimes, you know, in other games when the Celtics' offense is a little flat, he then sort of will he'll take charge, and he has the ball every single time, and he dri- dribbles it into the ground. But uh, when the when the offense is rocking, uh, his a he's incredible. He still had 41 points. But it doesn't have to be just about him. But look, I'm really just walking around the main story of this game. Derek White was incredible. I'm just trying to find like other things we're not only talking about Derek White, but it was Derek White. Let's game. talk about the second quarter with Derek White. Der- Derek White um, started out the second quarter, and he hit uh, he hit a tough three. Then a few possessions later, he hit an open three, and then. There was a, and he had hit one three in the first quarter, and then there was a little gleam in his eye, and he hit a deep three again, and then it was just off to the races. Everyone was feeding him, everyone was looking for him, and uh, he hit three more threes in that quarter, six for six in that quarter. Especially for Derek White, his confidence was so high, but like he wasn't even hitting the rim; it was just all nothing but nets every single time for the entire second quarter. It was awesome. It was insane. It was so awesome. Um. And he also uh, had 10 assists too. So he wasn't only scoring, wasn't being selfish. No, absolutely. He had that great assist. It was in the, um, it was in 540 to left in the third quarter. And he was at the top of the key. He had just hit another three. So he was now at that point, he was seven or eight for 11 or 10, something like that. And he was right at the top of the key. Everyone was looking at him and Cornette was underneath the basket. He threw it down to Cornette for an easy layup. 
or an easy dunk. It was uh, he was he he played so well tonight. It was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he just got seven more rebounds. Uh. <laughs> That's right. That's what Jason Tatum said at the uh, during the um, post game interview. Tatum came up to him, and Derek was talking to ESPN, and Tatum was like, "Oh, that's a great game, but why'd you only get three rebounds? If you had seven more, you could have had a triple double." Um, back to Jason Tatum, I guess. Natural, natural segue. His Doris Burke was just in the entire game talking about, "Oh, his handles, you know, so amazing. His handles." Um, and he did have, I've been talking to him to you for the last couple of games, Jason Tatum needed to have like a good signature game again, Yep. where he made some moves, he put some highlights that could be posted on Bleacher Report or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a few dunks that were pretty good. He had, there was a sick lob from, um, came from Pritchard to Tatum, and I think that was the first quarter. That was great. That was great. Um, but Doris Burke, when she was raving about his handles, talk, said he had his handling coach. What was the name? Yeah, that was hysterical. So I looked him up during the game, yeah, but we thought his name was Drew Handling. The Drew Handlin. That, that was Jason Tatum's handling coach. His name was Drew Handlin. That was but, but insane. It, it turns out, I looked him up, his his name sounds like it's Drew Handling, but it's actually Drew Hanlon, who is apparently this great uh, handling coach. But still, like facts can wave a good joke. That's right, but it doesn't matter. It still sounds like Handlin. It's the handling coach's name is Handlin. The first quarter, there was just a lot of comedy. First of all, uh, now that, now that um, uh, Mason Plumley has left the uh, Hornets, um, their lead center and starting center is a guy named Mark Williams. And so it was Mark <laughs> Williams for the Hornets, Grant Williams and Rob Williams for the Celtics. It was just so confusing and ridiculous. Every rebound was Williams, tapping away from Williams, then Williams grabs it back. Oh, Williams with a block on Williams. Oh, what a crazy play by Williams. And how about that? There was a there was a lob from, uh, or it was just sort of a quick pass to Rob Williams for an easy dunk, and out of nowhere came Mark Williams, and he blocked Rob Williams. We were like, blown away we hadn't seen rob get blocked all season yeah speaking of names um the best name of the game has to go out to jt thor oh yeah they're uh they're backup center now to mark williams he has a great name and he was another big dude we were like where are they getting these guys and i guess those two guys are the reason that they had confidence that they were going to um uh, trade away Plumley. Oddly, in the box score, it says JT Thor had zero minutes, but we did see him on the floor. So I'm not JT sure Thor on my box score says he is. I think you're probably looking at a quarter. Oh, on my box score has got uh, he's had nine minutes, two for three, and had four points. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess. I was it was the by the way quarter. the only Hornet in uh, plus that had a plus a positive plus minus. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess because he was in just those minutes. Um, yeah, b- back to uh, White. 18 points in the second quarter. I just want to say that that's how many he had in that quarter. Um, other notable things. Uh, it was um, a surprise to see both uh, Sam Hauser and Gordon Hayward on the court at the same time. We For a little while, we thought they were the Seen same double. person. And uh, they're not the same person. They played each we other. Confirmed. They defended each other. Uh, sorry, speaking of defending each other, I think the Celtics, we cannot let the word get out that Sam Hauser is a good defender. The amount of plays that fast breaks have been created by Sam Hauser being singled out and then being good on defense. Absolutely. He's a great rebounder. Totally. Uh, let's, see, let's just look at Sam's numbers for tonight. So Sam went uh, four for nine from three, so 44%, 36% from the field for 12 points. Um, and he pulled down three rebounds. He uh, had another good, solid game. He started tonight. Tonight, the starters were um, uh, Jason Tatum, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Sam Hauser, and Derek White. So Pritchard, while while still playing well and putting in a lot of effort, Sam has gotten those minutes back. Um, 
like you said, Blake pretty played played well, contributed. Certainly not the type of night he had the other night. He did hit a three. He had a dunk. He had a dunk, and he was uh, he's such a great energy guy, and uh, and just a fun dude to have on the floor, which I was excited to see. Um. All right. Uh, what else uh, happened in this game that we can bring you up? Oh, Muscala hit a three in all four quarters. So That's he impressive. had 12 points. That was great. He was just, he had played, like we said, 15 minutes. He's got the hair of, uh, of Kanicki in Greece. He's got that little, like, Q <laughs> in the front. Really, really important stuff we're breaking down for you guys here today. That's right. Oh, you know what was a great lineup that I love seeing, and I hope we can find a way to find a home for them, is for a little while in the third quarter when the Celtics had the lead, they ended up losing the lead a little bit. In the, not losing the lead, but they lost their advantage. They had a 20.8. 28-point lead midway through the third. And uh, they played Blake, Muscala, White, Hauser, and Pritchard. And it's just kind of a fun, fast, except for Blake, um, uh, green team, which which I was excited to see. And they actually played pretty well, although they did lose the... Um, Terry Rogier went on a little run, and uh, as, as with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo? LaMelo, as with LaMelo Ball. And there's only, um, there's only one ball that no, plays I know, basketball. I know the other one is hurt. I know I, all I had to do was look at the box score. It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm very glad we didn't make any big moves. The trade deadline. Like we didn't move around any other really, um, Jackson. I, I mean, I liked him. He played solid minutes, but he, he really didn't feel like he was like a core. I feel like as Celtics fans, we know who's like in the lineup or like, Oh, he's a personality. Jackson just never really seemed like that. No, but I'm telling you, Kanicki over here, he's going to be great. So I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, so next game. Uh, let's take a look at the calendar. We got um, Memphis, Sunday. Love it. Very exciting. ABC game. Everyone can take a look. We will see you then. This podcast is produced by Mark and Owen on our dining room table. New podcasts drop the morning following every game. Next up, the Memphis Grizzlies on February 12th. An early game at 11 a.m.